And welcome back to another episode of the Man to Man podcast. I am Kelvin Dooley. On the other end, first name Trey, last name Vine. I call him Big Time TV. TV, what's going on, sir? Not much, man. Uh, just doing the daily grind, I guess. You know, work. Uh, you know, hanging out with friends. You know, and all all the all the good stuff. So. Uh, of course, following along with sports as as heavily and uh, as involved as I can be. So yes, yeah, yeah. So hey, this is a sports talk show, so we're gonna get straight to it. Again, welcome back to the Man and Bent Podcast on a on a great Friday. Uh, coming up on today's show, I think we got a good show ahead of us. We will do some quick hitters to wrap up the show. The Atlanta Braves TV. Sports World, win the World Series. Um, I know, right? And Aaron Rodgers lies. He told a lie, NFL, Sports World, TV. He told a lie. We will get to that shortly. But first, without further ado, it is time for the moment of do. TV. That was a loud one right there. <laughs> so you know I had a relative of mine listen to the show okay in this very last episode and I had him give us I had him give me a critique on the segment of TV educating us on soda cans uh oh he loved it Right, he said it. He said if he heard that, if he heard that that type of silly segment on like a um, national show, he would thought it would be quite crap. Okay, but he said for YouTube, for how this show kind of works, he said TV should do more segments <laughs> like that. He said that works for that show, that fun silly show that you guys got. It's kind of off script, but on script, just tailored around YouTube. That segment was perfect for that show. But on, awesome. on some other grand show, he said it would be a horrible idea. It would be crap. And I'm, I'm being nice. I can't curse. So he said it'd be crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I YouTube kind of works. I think I should honestly be invited onto Stephen A's show. And you know those mugs they always have for, for, first take or whatever you know the show any they've always got a mug with their shows like little yeah. image on it or whatever yes and i assume they're drinking coffee but if i got invited onto one of those shows i would have a mountain dew can sitting right next to it and i would make it obvious i would crack it open as the show started and pour the mountain dew into the mug and i would drink mountain dew from my first take coffee mug i believe me i don't doubt it one bit <laughs> <laughs> i don't doubt it one bit I won't be surprised if you showed up with a Mountain Dew two-piece, three-piece suit on TV. There we go. On, on, on a daily, on a, every morning. Mountain Dew tie, Mountain Dew hair clip, yeah. you know, something. You, you, know our, you know our guy Mitch Carney from Missouri Southern? Yes, sir. He had the chief suit, right? Exactly, yes. I, I should invest in a Mountain Dew suit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's one out there somewhere. 
Or how about this? You said Stephen A. Get with Skip Bayless. He drinks Diet Mountain Dew religiously. And him and uh, Shannon Sharp actually bet cans of Dew or cases of Dew. Okay. Um, so I don't know who's up or who's down on, on the cases, but opposed to who uh, Stephen A. You should probably get with Skip Bayless. So you're okay, you're yeah. the you're the Mountain Dew and he's the Diet Dew. Oh, I don't yeah. think you guys make a great team like you and I, but you know. Yeah. Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew. Don't <laughs> off and join Skip Bayless now. Don't become a hater. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> All right. With that being said, let's start with what I thought to be the top news of the day, TV. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I skipped the whole part. That's how crazy we are. Yeah, National we, holidays. National we, holidays. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of got off on a, on a tangent there talking about yeah. Mountain Dew. And we forgot about yeah. National Holidays. Quickly, uh, today is National American Football Day, uh, which is pretty cool. It would have been great if on this holiday we had a football game opposed to last night's football game. Uh, but we'll get to that shortly. Um, today is also National Bonfire Night. Yeah. Hey, that sounds like a good one. Uh, that one great, is a really good one. Great time of year for it, too. It's starting to cool off. Uh, it's cool in the evenings. If you want to be outside, you got to have a fire, man. Old city boy like myself never heard of a, a bonfire prior to arriving at Missouri Southern. It wasn't until I got there is what I learned what a bonfire is. And for the longest of times, I thought it was being pronounced as bomb fire. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, today is also National Jersey Day. I'm debating if I should wear one of my chief jerseys to work. It's not allowed, but I'm just I, maybe I just start the day with the dawn just to show that. You know, Chiefs Kingdom is now overtaking the city of St. Louis TV, maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I'm thinking about it. I mean, they don't have a football team, so I don't know who else they're cheering for in St. Louis. I, I tell you this now. It is not the Chiefs. You would think that they would, you know, that's an easy bandwagon hop on, but it is not, okay? They do not mess with the Chiefs down here. <laughs> but that, Which makes it even that makes it even much more fun for me, you know? Exactly. Finally, today is National Redhead Day. TV? Uh-oh. Redheads? Uh-oh. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm about to marry a redhead. <laughs> so, what a wonderful day, man. I wow. To, I need to get her something today in honor of National Redhead Day. Um, hopefully, she listens to this podcast, too, because I am uh, lucky enough. I'm about to marry, marry a redhead of my own and... Uh, yeah, so I, I need to spoil her today. Go get her something in honor of National Redhead Day. Yeah, you know, shout out to TV's wife or soon-to-be wife, as that is the only redhead I know personally at the moment. So, yes, there you go. Uh, no further ado, let's get into the whole premise of this show, sports, okay? OBJ, this as of this morning, was released from the Cleveland Browns. Um, this is a post-trade deadline release, so he has to be claimed off of waivers. TV, your thoughts on OBJ being released and any candidates, uh, which team, which will, what team will he be the best fit, in your opinion? Mm, as, a, as for my thoughts, I guess I'm a little shocked. Um, like this, this, offense, this offense has got enough weapons that, like, I don't know. I, I would have thought that him and Baker would have made it work and that they would have had a better re- relationship and a better, you know, I guess, uh, 
I don't bond on the field, you know, just, just being able to play with each other, Baker being able to hook up with him and, and get tar- uh, get him targets and catches. Um, I don't know. It just, it just seems weird that it didn't work out. Um, but then again, OBJ's kind of had a dramatic past, you know, like it, he's had some drama in the NFL. Baker's kind of a hothead. Maybe they didn't, you know, maybe they didn't see eye to eye. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it is a little shocking to see that this, you know, th- there's actually going to be a separation here between Cleveland and uh, OBJ. But um, as for teams, I don't know. Can- Kansas City could always use another deadly weapon, right? Um, that just the-, the Josh Gordon acquisition didn't make didn't hasn't really panned out to be much of anything. So may- maybe they could use another weapon, and may- maybe OBJ's that guy. Um, as for other teams, maybe the New Orleans Saints, since Michael Thomas is out for the year. Um, there's just one AFC and one NFC for you. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely surprised by the move and, uh, just for, off the top of my head, chiefs and saints are two teams that I would really, I think could use an extra target. So this move doesn't shock me. Okay. Okay. I think we, I think this was easily forecasted, especially after Odell's dad. Yes. Over posted the that week. video, 11-minute video of OBJ just getting open, being open, and not receiving the ball from uh, Baker Mayfield, who said that he was also surprised at that uh, post, that video post. Mm-hmm. So after that post, yeah, you can kind of easily foresee this For happening. Sure. So I'm sure. not, I wasn't really shocked and tend to double down. When I don't, I don't want to say double down, but OBJ's – um, I guess silence in all of this is actually like shows a great deal of maturity and tells Absolutely. tells a lot as well, right? Because he hasn't said much as of the last three weeks, much of the season really, for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I I think this is a a positive. I think this is a positive for the Browns because this is one less storyline they had to deal with. Truth be told, maybe their season is over to be as is because they've dealt with a, a lot of injuries. Yeah. I don't think they're good enough to beat the, the Ravens right now. Not right now. I don't think they can beat the Ravens. Not with the injuries right now. I don't think they're good enough to beat the Bengals right now uh, with the injuries currently constructed Ooh. for the Browns. So, And then finally, fits for OBJ. Yes, I got to say the Chiefs, number one. Got to be number one. Packers, two. Um, Saints would be another good fit for OBJ, um, and uh, and the Raiders who just lost Henry Ruggs. So yeah. I would go Chiefs, Packers. I forgot the third team. I said um, uh, Saints, Saints and Raiders. Saints and Raiders. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, but you're, you're right. Um, if if you're if you're looking at just the last what I, I said initially, like the last week, but I don't even think it's been the last week. Maybe the last three days. Um, if you're looking just over this week, this, this you know since Monday, and, and you've heard all these new all these things that are happening and all the things that are being said about um, OBJ and his and, and his father with the tweet, um, yes, it certainly you're not you're not surprised anymore. I guess I was just surprised at the um, unhappiness, right? Like to actually hear about it when OBJ's father. Um, made the tweet, and I was kind of surprised then, like, oh, wow. And then, you know, the fact that it actually went through and, and it has certainly um, 
turned into OBJ not wanting to be in Cleveland. So, um, after hearing about all that, yeah, I'm not surprised. I was just, I guess, surprised initially by the news of OBJ being unhappy in his father's tweets. So, um, yeah. Please come to Kansas City. <laughs> all right. Now, I don't, I don't know where Kansas City ranks in the claim order, but please make it to Kansas City. Oh, my God. I mean, that would only – I don't know if it solves the major I- issue – for the Chiefs, which is turnovers and, like, confidence for Mahomes. But adding that weapon opposite of Tyreek Hill, I think, helps a little bit. And maybe it's just that spark that we need. Maybe it's just the spark that we need. So, please come to Kansas City. Please, OBJ. That makes a big difference. Um, Last thing before we move on, I want to ask you. uh, A lot of people have claimed, you know, that he's just kind of been – an, an okay receiver that is just kind of living off of the, you know, hype still of the one catch he made. Do you agree with that? No. And that video kind of illustrates that. He can still, even coming off an injury, and he's, he's, you can tell he's not quite the same. He still isn't, yeah, he's not OBJ of the, of the highlights and the, you know, just that, that young telling that he wasn't in, in the, with the Giants. But he still can get open. He still has that finesse and that route running uh, and that deception in his routes where, he, yeah, he can get open. And he, and with the Cleveland, he had a, a really good scheme. But nonetheless, one-on-one, he still has what it takes to get open. Not quite as dynamic or electric, but he can get open. Yeah, I a lot of people have just tried to – and by a lot of people, I, I'm mainly referring to just, you know, what I've seen on social media from other fans. Um, but – I. They've tried to claim that he just isn't he, – he wasn't that great of a wide receiver. He's just really, you know, it, to to prolong his career, he's he's used that, you know, hype from the one video, the one catch when he was a giant against the Dallas Cowboys um, to, to just kind of continue, you know, with all this hype around Odell Beckham of him being a good receiver. And I just don't agree with it. I think OBJ is still a great receiver. Um, I think he's always been a good receiver. I don't – I don't. I, I, just, I just can't get myself to agree with that one catch made his career, and that I just, I think, I think that is a falsehood in itself. I just, I don't see how you could claim that OBJ has not been a good receiver for his career. Yeah, and that's just recency bias. Uh, his his last two seasons, yes, have not been, yeah, up to par. They've been, you know, poor seasons due to injury and production. So they have a case. Most recently, but that's that's no, he's that's not the case in its in his career in its entirety. So, yeah, I I think he I think he still has a great chance to go make an impact on a good uh, football team. He will, Chiefs, please. Let's let's transition here. Let's go to a quarterback, one who fibbed as of late. He. Did not get the coronavirus uh, vaccination, the COVID-19 vaccination. He has now tested positive. Lafleur was heard um, re- very recently um, saying that he uh, didn't want to, you know, he, he was being um, neutral. He wasn't really going to say anything on, on Rogers, whether he got the vaccination or not. To me, I was immediately saying, well, it's obvious. Aaron Rodgers did not get vaccinated then. Um, 
Kelvin, what are your thoughts on this? This is a fun one, actually. <laughs> and um, yeah, man, this Aaron Rodgers, you got caught. You got caught with your pants down, man. Yeah. You know, like he never said that he was vaccinated, and the records never showed such as, as well. He said he was immunized. Oh. Immunized. Okay. okay? Um, he didn't say I, I was vaccinated, you know, by the U.S. administered uh, COVID vaccinations. He didn't say none of that. So to be so to test positive for it and to miss what was what is supposed to be Mahomes Rogers too, because they played two seasons ago, I think it was or last year, and Mahomes was injured. Yes, and missed that game in Arrowhead. Part two comes around, and Aaron Rodgers will now miss this game in Arrowhead. This time due to um, catching uh, the coronavirus. So this, I mean, this is a, this is a black eye to Aaron Rodgers, um, at least um, I think socially, and to like kind of like brand a little bit, but nothing he can't recover from. If they're having a great season. This is not this is not a good look for him. It was basically what I really mean by that. But um, yeah, this this is a fun one and. Hey, I, I, Kansas City Chiefs, this is a win we need to take, okay? <laughs> okay, <laughs> we, need to, we need to just get this win. All right, yes. feel some wins, get some confidence, take take the W's in the NFL. Let's go, get the W's. Yes. So, um, speaking of that game, I want to make a joke real quick. So, Mahomes misses the first contest. Aaron Rodgers is going to miss the second contest. They, they must have some contract with State Farm saying they can't compete against each other. <laughs> Maybe I did. Not, I did not think about it that way, but I did hear TB. Actually, I did hear this. Jake from State Farm is supposed to be at that game. No. Yes, I heard that. I, I don't know it to be true, but Jake from State Farm is supposed to be in Arrowhead um, Sunday night. Yeah, probably he was. He was supposed to be there for the State Farm showdown, but then. Um... Rogers went and tested positive for COVID. Yeah, I just thought that was funny, right? Like they both do the the State Farm commercials together. Maybe State Farm signed a contract and said, "Look, you're a team on our commercials, so you can't ever compete against each other." <laughs> right. Hey, but how about this? I think there's a subtle competition. TV and your thoughts. Who has the better commercials, Mahomes or Rogers? Probably. Uh, probably. It's a tough Mahomes. one. Probably Mahomes by a slight margin. I think his are pretty good. I really like the new one uh, about the the typical sneakerhead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, I like it more than Rogers's most recent one with the uh, music, like where he's he's playing the song. That one's good too, but I do like the sneakerhead one just a little bit more than the uh, music uh, one of Aaron Rodgers being a you know a, a band guy, a, a guitar player, and and singing a song. So yeah, yeah. But anyhow, uh, typical sneakerhead guy. Yeah, it's funny. He tells Jake from State Farm, uh, well, these just sold out then. Yeah, <laughs> thanks to shoes. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, oh, and, and, to, and to close this one out, I do want to make I, w- I want to make a case here of, of, a cra- of something crazy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to sound crazy. And in fact, I'm going to upset you, I think. So. When the news first broke of Aaron Rodgers not being able to play, 100%, I was like, oh, Packers are done. Chiefs won. You know, like, there, there's no no doubt about it. Chiefs won. I want to make a case real quick, actually, though, for why the Green Bay Packers stand a chance. 
Okay. Jordan Love has not played a single NFL game. So that's why I was right. Like, like he's not started and played in a single NFL game. That's why I was 100% Chiefs win. But the Packers have a good run game. The Chiefs run defense hasn't been solid, hasn't been, you know, very good this year. Um, Aaron Jones and uh, A.J. Dillon, if they can get the ground game going and if the Packers can just continue to pound the ball, I think I think it's all going all to depend on that run game because you don't want Jordan Love to throw the ball, what, more than 25 times because he's, he's, he's not played a, a single NFL game. You, you want him to throw the ball 25 times or less, I think. If you can pound the rock and melt the clock, you can keep yourself in this game. And, and we might actually see a better game than what I was initially anticipating. Right, right away, I'm like, oh, this is a blowout. Packers might not even, you know, score. Those were all the thoughts that were going through my mind. But I kind of sat back and I was thinking, I was like, you know, if, if the Packers can utilize a good run game and take advantage uh, of a, you know, not so good run defense, I think they could keep this game close. Um so, so I think watch out. If that, if that run game does well, the Packers may actually stay in this football game and have a chance to win it. Yeah. So how about this? Rod, as the teams are currently constructed, pre, pre-Rodgers pre uh, positive testing, Packers win this game by six, okay? Okay. All right. That, that, if I was a gambling man, if I was a betting man, that's f- five and a half, six and a half. Okay. That's, I probably bet that. Now, with that being said, do I believe Jordan Love can insert himself into the game or be inserted into the game in his first career start in that venue against against Patrick Mahomes? I know this ain't the Chiefs we've seen over the last three seasons, but, I mean, it's still the Chiefs, okay? I mean, they still possess at least 15 and what many believe the best quarterback in football. I know yeah. he doesn't play that right now, but I, I don't think Patrick Mahomes loses to Jordan Love. Now, Patrick Mahomes doesn't – he loses games, but they're not to bad quarterbacks. He loses to, like, good teams and good quarterbacks. Uh, guys who we would all probably insert in our top tens, and Herbert and Jackson and Josh Allen, uh, 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 Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm. uh, the likes of those guys, Derek Carr. He, he's lost to good quarterbacks, Phillip Rivers. So, Jordan Love, I think that's a stretch now. I don't know if <laughs> – I don't know if he's losing to Jordan Love. Uh, he loses that's, to Tom Brady. I just know I don't know about Jordan Love now, and and that's why I say you want him to throw twenty to twenty five times at most. He's got Devontae Adams back, sure, and that's going to be a help. Uh, that's going to be a benefit since since Adams isn't out. But you still don't want this man throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game. You want to limit his throws twenty twenty five times, and maybe Mahomes doesn't lose to Jordan Love. Maybe he loses to the run game if Green Bay can get that run game going. Look, they've got a good offensive line. Uh, like I said, they've got a good run game. They've got to rely on that heavily and limit Jordan Love to 20 passes, maybe 25 passes. You know, if, if you're down late uh, and you've got to, you know, do, try and pull off a two-minute drive, you know, maybe he throws 25 passes instead of 20. But, look, yeah. I, you limit this guy. You limit this guy's passing attempts and you have a chance. Um, if you if you try to turn it into a air it out game and you try to keep up with Patrick Mahomes, no shot. Patrick Mahomes will toast Jordan Love and the Packers on Sunday. I can buy. I wouldn't be buying much or high. You know, I might buy just may, I might buy this with the penny stocks. <laughs> I can buy the fact that Jordan Love has no film, so maybe Matt Lafleur can go into this matchup <laughs> and play a little free. With um, Jordan Love, you know, 
with the read options, throwing the ball downfield. I don't know. I haven't seen the young man play on this stage yet. Some preseason, yes, but not really like on this stage for a full game. Maybe. Maybe the fact that there's no film, they don't know what he's bad at. They don't know what he's good at. But I like I like to think that he cannot outdo Patrick Mahomes. I like to think that Steve Spagnuolo can draw up something because he's been a defensive coordinator, a Super Bowl winning D coordinator long enough where he could probably fool uh, a, a quarterback in his first career start. So, I mean, no. Give me the Chiefs yeah. this week because yeah. I just don't think Jordan Love can do that. Yeah, but, no, yeah. Bet, my betting money would still be on the Chiefs. Like I said, I just wanted to make a case. Like, don't don't completely no, sure. don't. I think they've I think I think they've got a better shot than some people want to acknowledge is all I guess I'm saying. I I I, no, I, I agree bet, there. I would bet on Kansas City though. Yeah, no, I agree. Because the better team um is still the Packers, probably with or without Aaron Rodgers. Or not. I'm I'm lying. The better team with Aaron Rodgers is is the Packers. I think they possess a better team and a little bit more talent um in terms of like um Overall, Chiefs yeah. are very top heavy. Packers have more talent. Yeah, I would agree with that. Speaking of the better team, though, Kelvin, I think I think you and I were both shocked by this when the Atlanta Braves were the better baseball team this postseason than anyone else, and they proved it with a Game Six World Series win on Tuesday night uh, to clinch their team ninety-five. Uh, what were your thoughts on this series? I thought it was a great series. Congratulations to the Braves, who I doubted um, for a lot, for a huge chunk of the season. Um, I, it was a really good series. The better team won. Um, it, it, specifically in sports like baseball and in, in basketball, sports where the postseason comes down, there are series as matchups opposed to the Super Bowl was one game, winner takes all. Mm-hmm. What I appreciate about baseball is I had I like to think that the best team always wins in a series. And the Braves were just the best team, as, as you said, and it was well said, the best team in the postseason. I mean, when they are the true definition of hitting that switch at the perfect time, like playing your best baseball at the perfect time. Yep. This is by far not the best team in terms of roster construct- uh, construction and talent and how it's put together. This is not the best team in baseball. But this Major League postseason, they played the best baseball, and they're a World Series champion. So, man, way to go, Atlanta. It's, it's cool to know that Atlanta, uh, with that city has gone over, um, dealt with the last year, that's, that's pretty cool to see. Yeah, uh, sports are beautiful, right? Uh, you said yeah. you said it perfectly, man. Like this just shows how beautiful uh, sports can be in all sports, not just baseball. You know, like sometimes the best, the deepest, you know, the the per- most perfectly constructed, the the richest, you know, the the highest salary don't always win. They don't right. always win. Sometimes it comes down to the team that just started playing the best at the right time. And the Atlanta Braves did that, and honestly, they kind of did it in a sneaky way because they were they only they had only won 88 games come the end of the season. No yep. one was really paying attention to the fact that they had gotten hot at the end of this at the end of that season because they were a struggling team. The entire NL East was struggling. The Atlanta Braves, I think, were in third, maybe second, but I think third 
I think the Phillies and Mets were both ahead of them before they went on somewhat of a tear and no one really noticed it because they were like, they had like 70 wins or 72 wins. And then all of a sudden they finished the season with 88 wins. They win the NL East and everyone's like, yeah, but that division was bad. So, you know, let's, let's just ignore the Braves. And I mean, I think rightfully so, right? Like, an 88-win team just isn't that attractive heading into the postseason. But Freddie Freeman and company got it done, and they just snuck into the playoffs, surprised everyone, I think. Um, and congrats to them, especially congrats to Freddie Freeman, someone who I've kind of been hard on um, throughout his career. I've, I've never really been a huge fan of Freddie Freeman, but that man has been loyal to Atlanta, uh, and he earns a title. So uh, props to him and the Atlanta Braves on a great uh, run to end up being World Series champs. So check this resume out, and this is a this is again this is a great team who who earned their championship. They beat the Milwaukee Brewers, a ninety win team, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. They beat the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay, arguably the best, the most talented team in baseball, who were one step away from returning back to a World Series, and they beat the Giants in a three game series. They beat the Houston Astros to close the season out. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a good postseason resume. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, that's, and it, what this means for the Astros, Hey, I mean, Hey, it is hard to win titles, man. It is hard to win championships in professional sports. Absolutely. Regardless of if you get there, I give teams credit for getting there for that team to play postseason baseball year in and year out to make it this far in three of the last five seasons. Um, that's that's a lot of baseball. So and they just lost to a better team. They lost to a hotter team. Yes. And congratulations to Jorge Soler, World Series MVP, formerly of the Kansas City Royals just <laughs> this season. It's pretty cool to see guys Ben Zobr Ben Zobris had did that. After winning a championship with us, he goes to the Cubs and wins finals finals world series mvp and then Jorge or Soler, who was traded at the deadline uh and this is just days maybe weeks after the injury to okunia um they pick up Jorge Soler, three home runs in the world series world series mvp shouts out to Soler, man formerly of the kansas city royals yeah talk about the pickups you know add, yeah. eddie, add eddie rosario to that list he was yes jock peterson was, Yep, Jock Peterson. He was a both of those guys were a big part of the postseason. Uh, Eddie Rosario was absolutely on fire in the NLCS, just shredding uh, the Dodgers. So, or maybe maybe it was the DS against the Brewers. I don't remember now. Nonetheless, he was really hot for a stretch of games there, um, and and really helped carry them. You know, past I believe it was the Dodgers, but nonetheless, helps carry them past. Um, uh, one team, a team, and, and, and to continue in, in this postseason. So Eddie Rosario was a big part of that. And like you said, Jock Peterson as well. All of their pickups to make up for losing Acuna to injury and um, Ozuna to, you know, the, the allegations and the, you know, legal stuff. So, uh, look, the, the Atlanta Braves just did what they needed to do to overcome a lot. And, and that's what they did. They overcame a lot. This is probably one of the more, you know, one of the – bigger scenarios where a team had to persevere and the Atlanta Braves uh, jumped on top of it and, and really just persevered every single thing they had to. Yeah. Um, again, a really good team with a really good postseason resume. They earned every win. Uh, they scratch and call. They fought in some of these series. They fought against the Dodgers. 
Uh, they fought against these Houston Astros. Uh, to take out the Brewers, who I think me and you both, um, a team that we respected, a team that we thought was really talented, to yes. take out those guys, man, yeah, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. Really cool to see. Absolutely. Uh, and finally, we will conclude the show with some quick hitters. We have a series about four or five topics that we'll just kind of speed through. Um, TV, ready for this? I'm ready. Let's go. Hey, Buster Posey is retiring from Major League Baseball. This actually kind of made me sad, TV. Your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a baseball, you know, just just big baseball fan, um, someone who loves the game, uh, it makes me sad as well. Um, and, and I think it, it almost touches a little differently for me because of the rivalry, right? When Yachty is in the league, um, the guys, the guy, when they were young and they were all getting, you know, really, really good um, and making names for themselves as, as the best, you know, backstops in the MLB, Yachty was always compared to Buster Posey. He, he, no one ever believed he held up to what Buster Posey was. Um, I felt like a lot of people thought Buster Posey was the better catcher. Uh, another comparison was like Joe Maurer. So like, I, I feel like I always had this rivalry towards Buster Posey. I always felt like I had to dislike him because he was the comparison to Yadier Molina. Uh, so, so that makes this retire, I guess, even more like, you know, a little, a little more heartfelt, right? Like, dang, you know, the rivalry's gone, you know, Yadier's, by the way, Yadier's playing into like age 40 and Buster Posey's retiring here uh, at age 34. So um, I think it makes it a little more heartfelt for me just because it was, it was such a fun rivalry. And uh, Buster Posey was a great player, great resume. Um, I'm a little shocked that he's retiring at, like I said, like the age of 34 while Yachty's trying to play in the age 40. Um, but nonetheless, a great career. And uh, congrats to Buster Posey on that career. A great career. Yeah, maybe maybe just injuries and wear and tear, man. You know, yeah. he, he hasn't had uh, the most healthiest career. Uh, since entering Major League Baseball. The Las Vegas Raiders TV suffer another hit. We won't go into great detail about the Henry Ruggs situation uh, in terms of uh, just because out of respect, it didn't the legal matter. Um, but in terms of football, your thoughts on how this affects uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. And, again, OBJ is a possible target for those guys. I don't know where they rank on the claim order, but thoughts on um, the Raiders suffering another yeah. hit in the locker room. Yeah, th this is the last thing the Raiders needed. Um, they they've already lost head coach John Gruden. You know, with, with that, with all with all that was going on there, um, and, and now this. You know, it, I feel for the Raiders. I do, even though they're a division rival, I feel for them. Um, th this stinks um, to lose a, a talented receiver who was, you know, a, a real deep ball threat. He caught a, I think it was a forty-eight yard touchdown pass, fifty-four something like that, against the Denver Broncos. Um, he he was a true deep ball threat. Um, and th this just hurts for him. So uh, I feel for that. I think this will negate, you know, what, what they can do on offense to an extent because, again, it, he was the true deep ball threat. Uh, Zay Jones, who, who was formerly a Buffalo Bill, if I remember right, is expected to step in and kind of take that role that Henry Ruggs had for the time being. Um, and, and I like Zay Jones. I think he's a great athlete. I think he's a good ball player. Um, I don't think he possesses quite the, you know, talent that Henry Ruggs had. Um, but I think I think Zay Jones can step in and, and play good football uh, for the Oakland Raiders. What about you? Thursday night football, the Colts smack the New York Jets, uh, putting up 21 quarters in the second half where they would go on to win 45-30. Uh, TD, 
What are your thoughts on Thursday night football and the coach? Uh, bounce you back after a tough loss. I'll keep this quick hitter as quick as, as I can. Those other two I, I expanded on. Um, I, was, I, I saw what I expected from the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz on offense, plus Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Defense, defense was embarrassing. You cannot allow 30 points to the Jets. I know a lot of that was in garbage time, but 30 points to the New York Jets is not a good number. If 30 isn't, but they were coasting in that fourth quarter. They were. They you were. know, they were, they were just relaxing. Uh, the Wonder Boy, Mike White, only lasted, I think, a quarter before he was pulled from the game due to injury. And Josh Johnson comes in, throws for three touchdowns and one interception. That's Trey Luke, too. I must say that's garbage stats. Coach go on the win, 45-30. And finally, I know this one, Trey will like. Trey Young has already spoken too soon and too fast. He said he's becoming bored by the regular season. TV, your thoughts on that? Bored by the regular season. Bored by the, the regular age, season. At the age of what, 21, 22? How old is Trey Young? Um, wow. Uh, yeah, that's. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I'm not a big fan of that uh, statement. Um, but you know, of course, he's a Sooner. He's Trey Young. I'm going to try my best to not. Uh, not not worried too much about it, but I I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not impressed with that statement. I, I've never really cared for that. So um, it'd be different if he was bored with the, uh, you know, summer camp games. But being bored with the regular season, I'm not impressed with. It. You're too young for that. Uh, you haven't won a title yet. Your team's not proved that they are um, consistently, you know, atop the East. I mean, they finished as a four seed last year, but so, that was right. Quick, let me let me TV, let me stop you yeah. right there because I, I misquoted. Trey Young said the regular season is a lot more boring than the playoffs. Now, with that okay. being said, does that change your stance any? Well, no, maybe a little bit, yes. I mean, if, he, if he's just saying that it's a lot more boring than the playoffs, I mean, that's that, that, I mean, that's fine. That makes sense. Um, yeah. but, still, but still saying that does draw right. red flags, okay. right? Okay, already, yes, okay. If he's already finding boredom in the regular season in any way, I mean, look, right. man, you got eighty-two games. You got eighty-two games. You better stick it out. You know, you the, the last thing you want to do is get bored and get a seven seed instead of a three seed. You know, I mean, if your team's good enough and capable enough, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure out how to stay on top of that. You know, and, and just keep yeah. grinding. So check this out. That that was well said. Um, look. We're 10 games into the NBA regular season. Like, basketball is relatively fresh still. And you're like, you're making this statement already? Like, this is when basketball is fun. Because, you know, everybody, all 30, all, not 32, all 30 teams think they have a shot at this moment of time in the NBA season. And yeah. he's already talking about boredom. Like, what are yeah. you talking You're 23. You haven't had real postseason success. You've made one Cinderella, one Cinderella run. And you're talking about the regular season is – a lot more boring than the postseason. Well, no, I mean, duh, but yeah, I mean, exactly. yeah, like you go out there and have fun. Your your game is centered around having fun. You're talking about bored right now. What are you, Trey Young? This I don't know. This you said it perfectly. Red flags. Their best player is talking boredom. Ten games into the season, are they smelling themselves? TV is the question to ask. Like, maybe are they? You know, did they? Who do, they, who do they think they are? Like, they didn't win the championship. They had a good run, but 
they didn't they ultimately they didn't win nothing. So are they smelling themselves? Like what is, what's really going on here in Atlanta? Maybe maybe what needs to happen is they need to bring in a veteran talent because, like you said, maybe they're smelling themselves. Maybe they're young. They're a little arrogant right now because of the run they're coming off of. I mean, I think these guys are only four and three, five and four. Like I think they're barely above five hundred. I think I think let, let's bring a veteran guy in, get these young kids to chill out a minute, and uh, let this veteran guy come in and kind of tell them, look, you're not all what you think you are. You you still got to play ball. You still got to make it to the playoffs. Uh, and and eventually make it to a finals because you still haven't done that yet. So uh, tone it tone it down a minute before you get so high. Because I mean, you think about Trey Young, John Collins, uh, Bogdanovich, uh, Kevin Herter. I mean, these guys are young from top to bottom. I mean, this starters reserves. These guys are young. They have they have very few veterans. Yeah, Lou Williams, say something yeah. to your boy. Talk to him because yeah. his man is. You talking about boredom? I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah. It's a long season if you're bored. It's a long season. You talking about boredom? Oh my god! <laughs> and with that being said, that is the conclusion of the Man to Man podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we were able to get a Friday show in on time. Appreciate the patience. Uh, that's apologies from us. So we're back and TV another episode in, man. Yes, sir. Yes, we will see you guys on Tuesday. Thank you.